Dave Accorda Grail, a Fortigate Sportliner on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sportsline Show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM and on the tuning app. And on today's show, I'm joined as always by co-presenter Pat McNamara. Our guests on today's show are chairperson of Scarab Agunla Camogie Club, uh, Martin McNamara, uh, players Rachel Daly, Alva Rogers and Rachel Minogue. As they look forward to that mouthwatering All-Ireland Club senior semi-final in Clanmel tomorrow against the reigning All-Ireland Club champions in Bella. We're also going to be talking to the joint manager of the Clare Camogie team, Conor Dolan, as he looks forward to the opening rounds of the junior and senior national leagues uh, this weekend with a game against Wexford later on today in Bunclody and the game against Cork in Cusick Park tomorrow. And finally, at the end of the show, we're going to be joined by the President of the Camogie Association, Hilda Breslin, to give her views on Camogie up to date. And now we're joined on the line by the chairperson of Scarafagundla Camogie Club, a man who just took over the position just be, uh, before the, the Munster final. And this man has a, a record that's not going to be beaten. First out, uh, Munster champions, it's Martin McNamara. Martin, you're welcome once again to Scarafay Community Radio. Thanks, Leo. Martin, I suppose excitement is rising, you know, a real big day, you know, one of the real biggest days in the history of Scarafog and the Club and excitement is building and everything looking forward to Clan Mill on Sunday. Yeah, all roads lead to Clan Mill, Um I think the build-up is a bit low-key at the minute for the public um, after the higher win in the Monster Final, but I'm sure it'll, it'll start uh, picking up now towards... Uh, and I suppose looking back, Martin, what you know, what, what a pre-Christmas we had here. You know, the the restrictions were lifted, and the, the Monster Championship came to town and was celebrated in style. And you know, what a way to end twenty twenty one. Yes, it was a great finish to the year for for the the girls in the club, um, with, the, with the seniors winning the, the county and uh, with other success with with our, our minors and our. Under 16 to the the final was carried over from from 2020. So um, yeah, it was a very busy few weeks, and then once the, the player replay was 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 finished, um, we were in preparation mode all through the Christmas. The team and the management were for um, for the. The, the Monster semi-final and then on to the, the Monster final. So yeah, it's just been very busy with, with COVID thrown into the mix as well. Yeah, indeed. But look, at, that's all. All in the past, now he said. But all Ireland semi-final, Martin, second semi-final in three years. I suppose in contrast, the last time uh, people didn't really know what was happening, what, what, how to how to approach the the, the semi-final. You know, just I suppose just uh, during the, just after Christmas. Okay, the experience is very good as they use it to good effect to win the Munster Championship. This time, they it, it's. I suppose more expectation. Everybody knows what to expect in this stage, but looking forward to it nonetheless. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, a huge challenge ahead of the girls against Alerta Bella. Obviously, um, very good All Ireland champions, and um, I believe I think nine of their players are going for their fourth All Ireland medal this year. So, like, there's loads of experience, but. Um, our girls have have risen to the the challenge on a no, number of occasions um, these last few years, and I'm sure this Sunday will be no different. And um, you know, at least we got a chance to have a good look at their Munster final game or Leinster final game <coughs> in Sixborough, um, which was on the week after our our Munster final. So um, you know, we read that in, in our favour that we could see see them live, see what they're, they're about and uh, I know some of the management team and the players got up to, to watch that game so um, it's all good um, the, the team seem to be focused uh, as, at their training and um, match preparation that, that's all that matters Yeah, great to be able to source out uh, alert the ballot, uh, you know, in competition and you know, build up a bit of a dossier on their strengths and stuff, Martin. But as well as that, I suppose, normally you might be fearful of a partly inexperienced team. I know there's a lot of experience in the team as well. But, but the thing about it is, though, that the manner of Scarlett for Gunnar's victories in the Clare Championship and the Munster Championship as well, the, the way they fought out the toughest of challenges and stuck it out to the end and, and, and had the confidence to get those late scores, you know, 
that means that they can go into this game with plenty of confidence and no fear of anybody. Yeah, it seems to be the trend um, in a lot of these big club matches uh, in Hurland and Camogie that um, it's not over till it's over and Gareth Ogunlo are, are one of those teams that have shown that um, they, they never threw in the towel in any of the, the big games even going back to our county semi-final against Brian Kenimona, two matches against True Clamera and today in Ishikara and Dominic game, you know, they they just don't give up and it's a great trait for any team to have and you, you just hope that um Scarf are there thereabouts um with ten, fifteen minutes to go on Sunday against Olaf Stadala and um who knows, basically, yeah, they've they've um they put themselves um, always in a good position um, uh, in all these big games. So hopefully it'll be the same Sunday. It's been an incredible road uh, that the club has travelled in recent times, Martin. And uh, I suppose, you know, it would be fantastic for the club just to get one extra step this year, wouldn't it? Yeah, and every day the girls go out, we would kind of wonder, God, wouldn't it be great if they won this and, and then to the next day and... It just seems to go on and on and on. And, um, yeah, sure, that's, that's what everyone is hoping Sunday, that they can go on to the next step and go to an All-Ireland final, which, which would be just stuff of dreams. We will just have to wait for the, the next Sunday now and, and hope that they get through it. Yeah, and indeed, but Martin, looking on on the bigger picture on on the club as a whole, and you know, the club, the structures of the club are are, are very very sound, and you know that's shown by the, the the performances on the field, and you know if you if you have a good behind the scenes, you normally get a good on the field to play as well. You know, underage is very very strong. Obviously, you know the, the senior team and you know the junior team there are are, are the. the Lady pins, I suppose, the queen pins of of the of the club. But it's great for the younger players coming up, you know, that they have these players to aspire to. And you know, this is building the club well into the future as well, Martin. It hopes so, Leo. Um, you know, as well as being great players, all these these senior players are role models um, for for the younger girls starting out and coming up along and. We we hope that the younger players, you know, someday want to be the the Marais Scanlans, the Amy Barretts, the Dailies, you know, of 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 club hurling, and that's where they want to be. And like, you don't have to go back too far, even two years ago, you know, when Scarf or when the last contested in All Ireland semi final, I'm sure that there were ten plus of the current team who who weren't. You, you know, they were still under 16, possibly, so they didn't even dream of, of playing any club senior hurling, and now they've played on Munster medals. So the, the structures of the club um, seem to be pretty sound, um, all the way from, from top to bottom, and hopefully um, um, we'll continue in that in that form, but I suppose it's worth pointing out that our numbers at at Scarfordunlo are are not at the the high end compared to most other clubs in Clare. You know, our our Clare numbers would be pretty low. So we're always um, trying to get the most we can out of all our players up the line and. Um, with success of our of our senior team, but that helps most most definitely. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, it, it's something to aspire to. And in in fairness, you know, there's great great credit due to the club and to all you know the volunteers that give of their time to to train these young ladies and you know to get them to the level and getting them ready for for the for for the the, the big jump into into senior camogie. And you know, without that, the club wouldn't function, Martin. Yes, they are, and it's very dangerous to go in and. Any people, um, and, and I'm, I'm hopefully not going to, because every person plays their part, and, and no person has any one role. There's, there's no person that's just a coach, or, or just a, a person who looks after fundraisers, treasurer, child welfare officer. The list goes on. Everybody um, puts their hand up to do whatever job needs to be done, no matter how big or small across all the teams and um, 
it's just be working for the club right now anyway. Yeah, there's no doubt the template, the template has been set and the template has been followed to, to the letter of the law and, you know, hope is, so, so, so far this year, success has been good. We're Munster, they're Scarafogunla, are Munster champions and Martin hopefully come, come next Sunday evening, the Scarafogunla will be looking, uh, looking at their first appearance in an Ireland Senior Club Camogie final. That'd be great, Leo, yeah. Yeah, indeed. With that, Martin, we thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio and look, we wish you all the very best of luck on Sunday. Thanks very much, lads. Best of luck, Martin. And now we go from the chairperson of Scarafogunlo Camogie Club to the, pers- the goalkeeper of Scarafogunlo Camogie, a, a person who has made this position her own uh, this year in 2021 into the 2022 season, has played also played underage uh, for Clare, is a member of a family pr- producing four players, giving four players uh, to the Scarafogunlo team and what servants they are uh, to Scarafogunlo Camogie Club. It's no other than uh, the Scarafogunlo goalkeeper, uh, Rachel Daly. Rachel, you're welcome once again to Scarf Bay Community Radio. Thanks very much, Dale. Rachel, no, you're more, you're more than welcome. Rachel, Massive game Sunday, All Ireland semi final. You were part of the panel a couple of years ago, uh, you know, up in Ashburn when unfortunately the defeat was to Schlock Neil. You're in a very important position Sunday, looking out the field, directing operations. You're looking forward to it? Yeah, um, buzzing is fair now. I think it's been coming a long time. We've had a, a good break since the Munster final, so I think we're very well prepared um, at the moment for the semi final. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt, and once the final was celebrated with with gusto, there's no doubt about it. Uh, giving it full full commitment as as preparations and preparations have gone well, Rachel, since the uh, Munster final. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was just great. Yes, we started back straight away. Um, we won on the Saturday, the Munster final. We were back training straight away the following Friday, so we knew um, we had to get back straight away, not waste any time, um, because all our semi finals don't come around very often. So we. Yeah, she was prepared and um, we feel like we are at the moment anyway. And I suppose, Rachel, looking back on the experience of the semi-final a couple of years ago, you know, maybe there was a little more hype maybe a couple of years ago. It was, it was a kind of a trip into the unknown. You know, for young players, at the, even at this stage, everyone very experienced and really looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, definitely. We, we just, we see it as another match. Um, we don't want to go too much into the, the, the occasion of it just treat it as any other match and hopefully we can go out and perform we need to start uh, well early on we can't let uh, Eric Tabada get into it they, they are a team that look for a good start so we just have to stop them and really take it to them I think Rachel, goalkeeper is such a, a specialised position and such a vital, vital position in, 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 in any team sport any Gaelic sport and you're in there now now Lee was a goalie as well and they, they do say Goalies have to be a little bit mad. Now, I'll let others judge about Leo, but do you feel yourself you need to be a bit mad to play in that position? It's such a responsibility. <laughs> how, would you, um, how would you comment on that one? <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm mad now myself, but uh, we definitely have to be the loudest on the pitch. Uh, that's really important. <laughs> you have to be able to control your backs and yeah. they have to be able to hear you at all times anyway. So, if madness is loudness, you definitely have to be loud anyway. <laughs> That's true. What I mean, the loudness, there's a good reason for it, as you say, because you can see the developments out the field and, and, and danger for your defenders and you can you can actually direct them around the place. Um, yeah. Do you feel going out every day that you do you feel you're going to perform every day? Because I said I couldn't play and go as to, for life depending on it. I'd be too nervous of making a blunder. But obviously you've taken to it like a duck to water and you've been so confident all the year. Do you, do you, do you know where did the confidence come from to play so solidly? I think you just have to put the work in once you practice. Uh, the ball mightn't come to you as often as it does as field, but once the ball comes to you, you, ha- you can't really afford any mistakes in the goal. So I think you just have to put your mind to it and um, just do your job, really. I think that's all you can do. And pokeouts are so, so important nowadays. Do you do a lot of practice specifically on pinging them to the right part of the field? Yeah, um, I think pokeouts really do launch the attack. Um, there's no point just blasting into there and hoping for the best. You really have to take a player out because... Um, otherwise the other team can be on the tack straight away and you don't want to put your defence under any pressure so yeah they are very important and Rachel in preparation for the game you know especially with four, four sisters and four four uh, going playing at the, uh, at the one time uh, would there be much do you, is there any other anything that spoke about in the house Oli Camogie <laughs> leading into a match or would you completely just uh, chill, chill away from it all together <clears throat> um, I suppose this year it's been the main talking point in the house, like we do love it, we talk about it a lot. But um, no, we ha- we we have fun together anyway, and we try um, when it comes up to a match not to be talking about it. No, there's no game plans or anything talking in the house. It's more just talking about um, just 
how it might go, how we feel, how we're feeling, just, you know, um, just settling each other down and stuff, not, not overhyping anything really. And Rachel, of course, obviously, you know, behind behind uh, the four players, there's a, a great uh, family structure there. And your parents have been instrumental in, in bringing you here, there and everywhere and preparing you for this. And, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah, definitely not. Like, we wouldn't be where we are without them. Like, they really, they've driven along, like, from underage, I don't know, countless train sessions. Uh, we're kind of lucky, like, we're near, near enough the same age, so at least they weren't going all over the country, but... Yeah, no, they're they're great. <laughs> and of course, we can't forget uh, Millie. Millie, ready for Sunday? <laughs> uh, Millie's set for Sunday. She has her blue harness and everything else. So yeah, she's she's very important too. <laughs> oh yeah, can't can't be can't be left out. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Rachel, look at Ola de Bella, and you 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 know the their forwards better than I I know them. They're all experienced forwards. You know, <coughs> excuse me. Obviously, you're going to have to have your backs on on with, with on their toes at all times, you know. And as you said, they have to repel this early older to better challenge, you know, and stay in the game for as long as possible, and then you know bring it down the track and see where it goes. Yeah, definitely. I think the first uh, ten fifteen minutes is very important, especially now since there's no water break. We really have to have a good start. There'll be no resetting the team or anything. So I'm very aware of their full forward line and how dangerous they are. So it's it's just about getting my back set and. Just making sure like they are they are really good goal poachers, like they know how to score goals. So but I think our backs are good enough to keep them out and you have to be um cute about it too, like you can't let them inside or anything. So we've really worked on that at training and stuff. So I think we we are prepared for it. Are you anyway familiar with Clonmel Pitch, uh, Rachel, or does it make any great difference to you? Is is it all down where it's on? You just have to go out there and do your business. Uh, you know, it is a strange surroundings for you, I presume. Um, no, I don't think it really makes a difference. We've played on plenty of pitches, and once the grass is right, the goals are right, I won't really care about it otherwise, to be honest. Yeah, same pitches everywhere, I suppose, yeah. And uh, I suppose, Owlert, you've seen them on TV, and I'm sure you've seen, maybe seen videos as well. Um, strong, experienced and powerful, but then again, Gareth have, have a bit of all that to power, but you've also got great speed and, and, and maybe you know pace around the field, so you won't fear them one bit. No, definitely not. Like I, we, we do know a lot about them, but... We'll be focused on some aspects of their game, but we won't be worrying too much about them. Like I'd say, we probably don't know more about them than they know about us, which is a good thing, good. I think. Yeah. Um, they won't be really expecting what we have. They don't know what we have as much. So I think we'll definitely just play our game. And um, yeah, hopefully we can win it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, hopefully it does. No, hopefully at all. You will. And with that, Rachel, yeah. we thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Queens Radio. We wish all the dailies and, and Millie all the very best of luck <laughs> on Sunday uh, in Clanmel. And once again, uh, thanks for talking to us. Thank you very much, Dad. Best of luck, Rachel. <clears throat> and now we move from the goalkeeper from Rachel, we move out, out to the, the half-back line and uh, play our central uh, to Scarif Ogunlo's success in the county championship and in the Munster Club championship. As she was two years ago when, when Scarif Ogunlo won the Munster Club championship as well. Is a lady well known here as was can, a very versatile player, equally at home in forwards, midfield or defence. Uh, it's Rachel Minogue. Rachel, you're welcome once again to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thanks very much, Leo. Rachel, I suppose, look, at the, the the time has come, the Munster final is over, celebrated the whole lot. It maybe took a small bit of time to come around, but I tell you, the day is dawning and All-Ireland semi-final beckons, uh, Rachel. Yeah, um, yeah, I think we're all really looking forward to it now. Um, we obviously had it all focused on our mind when it was happening, but I think uh, when the when Sunday becomes Monday and you realise it's the week of the match, um, it just focuses your mind just to make sure that you're fully ready mentally and physically. So, yeah, we're all looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, hopefully the week doesn't go too long. No, and I suppose, Rachel, look at you, you were a player very central to the, the victory uh, uh, two years ago. Do you, do you see see anything different on this occasion in preparation and attitude? Um, well, I think definitely, number one, because the team is so different. Um, I would say... Well, it, it, it's hard to say that because we were equally as confident um, and confident two years ago, but I, I suppose in hindsight and in retrospect, we've gained a lot of experience myself and I think the players in the team, maybe two years ago we were kind of saying, oh, this is unreal, uh, that we've got this far, this is great. And not that it was bonus territory, but now we're, we're, we're fully in and we have aspirations and we know where they're going to end. Um, so I would say we potentially have a bit more belief in ourselves that 
we deserve to be here and we deserve to be going for, forward. So, um, yeah, I suppose it, it's hard to, to have the, the same level of perspective when we're still in it. I might have a different answer for you in a few weeks, but, um, yeah, no, we're committed to the goal now and um, we'll just throw everything at it. Rachel Petty, you'll be a, obviously on Sunday you'll be at close quarters with a few very, very well-known, nationally known players, maybe over the years, for all the Bellic and Wexford, and uh, you'll be up close and personal with them. Uh, maybe a couple of years ago, maybe that will play more in your mind now that you have such experience gained and maybe more confidence and I suppose maybe, maybe even stronger than you were two years ago, I'm sure that doesn't cost you a thought. No, definitely. I think you, you come on every match, but um, in regards to uh, who we're playing, I don't I, I don't think that has much relevance. Um, however much I respect the person off the pitch when you cross the line, it's each person for themselves and the team for themselves and whatever your name is, whether it's Whatever it, it, it might be, it really doesn't matter because it's just all about how you depend on the day. So I don't think we 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 mind coming up against such kind of a, a seasoned outfit with so many well-known players because at the end of the day, it's 15 on 15 and whoever wants it more and whoever works hardest will win and everything else is kind of to the side. Sounds like the perfect attitude to it. Uh, Rachel, can you just maybe outline for us what you see as the, as the biggest differences between playing wing-back at defence and playing the forwards? I know obviously the forwards are expected to score, but in the general approach to the game, what are the essential differences from your point of view? Um, I suppose the main one would be there's a bit more of an onus to um, to mark your player. And not that there wasn't before, it's because there was always an emphasis on tracking back and work rate. Um, I suppose what I've enjoyed this year most in the position that I'm in is the fact that you can just break forward. You know, you don't have to, well, hopefully you don't have to turn around too often. But, you know, let's say when you're in the forage, you kind of have, yeah, you have to know exactly where you're going, whereas when you're, the ball is coming down on top of you um, on the wing back, and you can kind of just go go straight for it. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy forage as well, and I, I do miss it sometimes. But, um, no, wing back is nice, and I played there underage, and it was great having um, Kieran Susan as well, kind of to ease me back into it this year. So, um yeah, I suppose just it's it's just the positional thing of, of having to mark someone um, a bit tighter and trying to adapt to reading the ball slightly better because you have to probably think what your marker is going to do a bit more. Yeah. And Rachel, looking at preparations, preparations have gone well since the Munster final, you know, and everybody, you know, really looking forward to bringing out a big performance on Sunday, Rachel. Yeah, definitely. Huge performance. Um is on the cards. Um, well, well, to, to be fair, I was, I was thinking today um, a few of my friends in college wouldn't have much of a clue about Camogie and I was saying how we've been playing championship for the last six months. Like, that does take quite a toll on your body. Um, like, six months of championship is, it, it's, it's draining on your body physically and mentally. So I think, you know, in the last couple of weeks we all probably picked up a few niggles here and there, but, and obviously with Kira, a huge loss, but I suppose we'll just have to, as a team, have to move on and try play as well for her as we can um, on Sunday. But I think, yeah, we, we'll, you know, if if there's any way someone can push through the pain barrier, like we will. So I think we, we probably all have a bit of niggles here and there, but, you know, we'll be able to hopefully push them aside um, come Sunday. Uh, once they're once and hits in hits in Saturday yeah, morning there you know these things and pass off and you know yeah. and, and nice to see you or hear you thinking of Kira there and, and willing to just to, to, to cheer her up a bit by getting a good result Rachel as well so you know that's great yeah, to hear you saying um, that yeah I think uh, we all feel for her so personally because she's obviously so committed um, to the team um, and to playing herself but I think while we've lost a phenomenal player on the pitch we've gained a phenomenal person for the sideline and She'll add so much to our preparation as well and she'll be fully behind us. Um, and I suppose like this is the nature of sport and the nature of life. Whatever setback you have, you just have to adapt to it. Um, and that's what we'll do for Sunday. Fair play. There's no doubt about that. And with that, Rachel, we take, thank, take the time to thank you for talking to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. And we wish you, you're having a, having a brilliant season Absolutely, and, and yeah. may, may it continue on Sunday and, and into an All-Ireland final. Rachel Mnog, thank Thanks you very, very much. Thanks very much. Yes, thank you, Rachel. And now we move from the defence into the attack and now we're going to talk to a player who has really been central to the success of Scarif Ogunlo, uh, especially in, in this campaign, uh, player of the match in, in the county final replay, a woman with a great eye uh, for uh, a goal, 
not not afraid to take the points either. Also a member of the team that won uh, the county and the Munster Club uh, a number of years ago as a very young player. Now one of the Tellers women on the Scarif Agunda team in, and it's good to have Elva Rogers join us here on Scarif Pacons Radio. And you're very welcome, Elva. Hi Leo, thanks for having me on. No bother. Elva, you may be young young in age, but at this stage, Elva, you're probably one of the more experienced players on the Scarafa Gunla team. Came into the team at a very young age uh, a couple of years ago and really set the place alight. But you've gone in to be a tremendous player and even more of having more of a, a say in the team. And, you know, really looking forward to a great performance coming out of Scarafa Gunla next Sunday and hopefully leading to an All Ireland final. I know you wouldn't think at 18 years of age you'd be saying that you're one of the older people on a senior Kogi team but I suppose that's just the way it is um, yeah we were very lucky myself and Jennifer to play in the Munster final two years ago when we were only 16 so we have a bit of experience under our belt and we know what what's expected of us um, in an All-Ireland semi-final um, it's great to get this fair in the competition this is what we train for um, this is what we put in all the work up in Cravens for and hopefully we'll have a great day out now on Sunday and, um, Elva, what do you make of the difference between, you know, obviously you were 16 the last time, you know, and you well more um, experienced at this stage. The preparation and, and the excitement that time, you know, was was unreal. Do you find it a bit more calmer now that you've got older uh, coming into these bigger games? Yeah, and I suppose the first time we got there, we didn't really fully appreciate how hard it was to get there. You know, sometimes you think that you can get there every so often but these days don't come around too often so we really have to cherish them and um, look forward to them so yeah I suppose it's a lot calmer this time around we're just kind of keeping it a tight-knit group and just thinking of it as just another match we're not hyping it up to be anything that it's not because at the end of the day it's just another match and we have to go out and enjoy ourselves and play to our potential. Correct, Elvanus, Pet here, and uh, you know, obviously, you, you try and focus yourself on the game, and by the way, you're talking on the game itself rather than the occasion that you must just play the game as another game. The, the week has been sort of wasted, and conditions are becoming a bit heavier, so it might be a game whereby you'll have to dig in and just be very physical, and maybe scores could be scarce. So, I suppose every time you get a half chance, you'll be hoping to, to, to get a score out of it. Um, that won't be in your mind, though. You know, you'll face whatever challenge and whatever way the weather conditions are on the ground. You just face it, and you're you've been around, so you know what you're facing. Yeah, I suppose this time of year, Camogie games tend to be very low scoring. It tends to be a game for the defences. There's not many scores put up, but we're well used to these conditions. We train up in Cravens during the week, um, yeah. and in every sort of weather, so we're well prepared for whatever whether Sunday throws at us. And some of these, some very famous players from county and, and, and club over the years with big names and that, and you see them on TV even in punditry, but, you know, players of your age probably don't remember hardly seeing those at all, so that means nothing to yourself and the girls, maybe the younger girls, maybe any of you, but uh, you're just going to go out there and play the Scarif for one game the way you want to play it, hopefully. Exactly, yeah. The older girls would definitely know some of them, but um, I wouldn't really know too many or too much about them. Obviously, David and the lads went to the Leinster final and they've said a bit about them, but we tend to focus on ourselves and play our own game and not worry about the opposition, what they have really, aside from one or two things, but we tend to focus on ourselves. And one other good thing, Alba, I think, from your own point of view, both in the minor championship with Scarif and in senior campaign in Clare and in Munster, uh, you know, when things aren't going your way, you seem to dig in, hang in there if you're a point or two down, and always the belief is there to get the scores in the last few minutes, and I suppose it'll be no different on Sunday. Yeah, we never give up, which is probably one of our main strengths as a team. We just refuse to give in, and we keep going until the final whistle, which has worked very good for us, I suppose you could say. Um, yeah, we've had a long year with the, the minor and uh, senior campaign, obviously, but it's, I think it's really stood to us and it's a testament to the club that they have such competitive underage teams and such good structures in place because without the underage structures in the club, there wouldn't be a senior team, there wouldn't be players to feed into it. But yeah, that's something I suppose that's instilled the whole way up along, that you keep fighting till the end, no matter what the score or what the circumstances are, you keep going until the final whistle. Yeah, and it's a great attitude to have and one that's, you know, even going to be tested. And, you know, Scarif Agunlo uh, came through 
a massive battle against Ireland in Kilimall in the semi final. You're well aware, obviously, more than more than most of the county final, and you know coming back from the dead in 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 the first day, and you know putting the game to bed in 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 the second day, and a tremendous monster campaign. So Elvis Carafagunda are well battened, hardened, and mentally ready going into this game. Yeah, I suppose it's testament to the Clare Camogie Championship as well that it's a tough championship. Like you never come away out of a match thinking that was easier and then like every match is hard fought and all the victories are well earned so I suppose going into Munster we were well prepared having played Ina Kilnamona in the semi-final and having to play Truk um, twice in the county final and the replay and then going down to Inishkara as well that was a battle down there in bad enough conditions and sure drumming into the last day as well was a dog fight until the very last second so yeah, I think we're well prepared for this match anyway and we're willing to leave everything out on the pitch. No doubt you are. Alva, just on a personal note and maybe for the other girls of your age group, you know, to be playing such serious games in Camogie, trying to train, prepare, play, I said, minor and senior at Clare, Munster and now All-Ireland level, plus combining a college life with studies and all that goes with it. You know, is it hard to balance? It doesn't leave much time for anything else, does it? Uh, it doesn't know but it's all a bit hectic at the minute I suppose the colleges are just um, finishing up really over the weekend but I'm very lucky I'm in UL here and I have Anne-Marie McGann and Eugene Fuji over the college Kogi team and they're very um, uh, helpful like towards club they're very accommodating and they never put pressure on me to play matches when there was club activities going on and stuff but yeah even over Christmas like when we had to reduce contacts and stuff to make sure that we had a full uh, bill of health to go down to play in Ishkara in Cork sometimes it's tough but it's worth it when you're winning and when you're getting to play with I suppose a group of some of your best friends out in the pitch yeah and there is no doubt there's a close bond between all the players and that's, you know, testament to, to, to everybody involved. But you can see it in the games itself. When, when it comes into a dogfight, everyone is there uh, to back one another. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think we'd be in the position that we are in if we didn't all get on with each other as well as we do. And we have a great mix, I suppose, between the youth and the, the older players on our team. You know, it really seems to work well for us. And yeah, everyone has each other's back. Nobody's going to criticise you or give out to you for doing something wrong. Everyone is just encouraging you, building you up and telling you to keep going. Yeah, and no doubt it won't be great at the weekend, uh, Elva. Everybody knows about the, the exploits of your brother and he's excellent, you know, an absolutely top-class player and shooting the lights out for, for the county and for, for the club and uh, for the college, no doubt. But by next Sunday evening, uh, Mark Rogers will be the brother of Elva getting ready for her first All-Ireland Senior Camogie final. Um, all going well anyway, hopefully. All, all going well. Elva, it's very good to talk to you. We wish you and all the very best to look Sunday in the All-Ireland semi-final uh, from all here in Sparrow Gave Community Radio. And thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks brilliantly, Liam Pat. Thanks, Elva. And now, as we start a new Camogie inter-county season, we're delighted to be joined on the sports line by one of the management uh, one of the top management people in there and that is our old friend from before indeed many times before Conor Dolan Conor welcome to sports line thanks very much Ed. Conor I suppose the calendar has turned a new year uh, Covid has eased thankfully we hope um, there's, a new, there's a new season starting up uh, this weekend playing Kilkenny at home uh, a new, a new uh, sorry playing Cork at home a newish squad some new management uh some players, or maybe one or two, will, will, will have been uh, missing for one reason or another. New additions. So, overall, what's your assessment of where Claire and yourselves are at this stage? Yeah, no, um, look, looking forward to it, I have to say. Um, look, we've been more or less locked up for the last two years um, with these lockdowns, and hopefully this is the end of it. But, look, it's, it's a new beginning for Claire Camogie as well. We've the two squads trained together, something that I had... We tried to get going since I got involved with Clare two years ago. And um, we're working with a panel of 46 between the, the two teams. Um, look, they're, they're training well. They're, they're putting in a massive effort. Um, we obviously have the Scarif girls come back in, hopefully after uh, winning the All-Ireland semi-final this weekend. And hopefully they're looking forward to an All-Ireland final. And we have six or seven girls coming in off that team. But like at the minute, look, they're working hard, training well. We have a couple of girls now that have decided to opt out of the panel for one reason or another, college commitments and a few feeling that they've pushed on in the age of small bit. 
But in saying that, we have a good few young ones coming into the setup now as well. Yeah, and that's exactly what you'll be thinking. I suppose every squad will be like that. You will have natural wastage, uh, Connor. Uh, you know, after after a long career, for some, in some cases, and maybe yes, yeah, people commitment. So, and then you lose yeah, the new fresh blood coming in. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it exactly. Like, and like you, you look at the club scene. Uh, never any two years, like they're they're never the same. Like so, <coughs> like you, you live for the moment, and like this team won't be the same next year. Either. There's a big changes to it as well. Like players going in and players going out. So we just have to work with what we have for the now and keep building. And look, what I'm seeing at the minute, I'm very happy with. Challenges don't come that much bigger than Cork in Camogie and Senior Camogie, um, Connor. And uh, obviously, you know, without telling us the full details of, of your team, obviously, uh, you know, on, on the radio at this stage, you know, there will be a good few changes from the team that played the last day in Championship, uh, naturally, as I said, with additions and, and departures and injuries and etc. Um, how do you think, you know, with what with the, with the feed with the twenty or twenty one players you'll be able to field, how do you think you're equipped to take on this this serious opposition? Yeah, look, we're like we're going to take in the the league in both senior and junior this year as stepping stones, and I, I like I've made it very clear from the get go when I took on the giant manor position that the full target is to have both teams in Crow Park. Yeah. Now we're going to use in the league. Look, results aren't all that important in the <coughs> league for us, being honest about it. But it's looking for the performance, looking at the players' attitudes, and getting into the style of play we want to de- develop for Clare Camogie. And just using the stepping stones, really, into the into the championship. Exactly. Now, we know, I suppose, there's, there are probably three teams at senior county level who are that little step ahead of the others. Uh, I suppose people will think Tipper next in line in terms of um, chasing pack. But what do you think you need to do? And I know you'll want to get into that bracket with Cork, Galway and, and, and uh, Kilkenny and Tipsey. What kind of things do you need to do, do you think, as a squad to reach the level you, you expect that you will reach? Yeah, well, look, very simple. I wouldn't be getting involved with the Clare setup if I didn't think they had a serious, serious chance of breaking into that top top three, we'll call it. Yeah. And... <clears throat> in the last two years as, as being a coach with Jar, I've seen the potential that is there. Go back to the first year involved, we bet Kilkenny and Nolan Park in a league game. We've played Kilkenny in championship last year. There was a couple of points in it. We had created more goal chances. We just didn't take them. Um, we played Galway in the league above and at the night. We were a point up without scoring a goal and we conceded three goals in the first half. So we were able to mix it with them. We played Cork in the quarterfinal down below in Parky Queens a few years ago and there was a score in it at the second half water break. So we are closing the gap, but it's just getting that belief into them. They're, they're one big win away from really making a statement. Yeah, and I think we'd all agree with that because you know there were some fantastic performances at times last year and it's just hitting that consistency, I suppose, level. Connor, <clears throat> you have a very strong backroom team with you. And I'm just wondering, what way are the responsibilities shared out? You know, you do need a massive team now, which, you know, at inter-county level, at this level. And, uh, you know, yeah, no, how, look, how do you share um, out the load between you? Yeah, look, being, being honest about it, the initial plan at the very start was that I'd be doing uh, a lot more of the coaching, but I'm currently laid up with a, <laughs> a, yeah, an injury. Yeah, I wish you well on that, yeah. But, like, <clears> Animal <throat> Vell, Eugene Foody and Cullen Fitzgerald are doing a lot of the coaching. Amory's behind the scenes there as well. You've Stephen Cusick doing the SNC work, Brendan Foley <coughs> in doing goalkeeping coaching, and then myself and John Carmody then looking after the the parts and bits and pieces that go with the the manager's yeah. role. Lots of good people there, and I'm sure, as as I said in the in the question, you know, you need all those various skills and experiences together in, nowadays in modern game. It's not just a question of two or three people over a team and. Uh, you're you're happy that's working well so far. Yeah, it? It, like we, there's going to be stages in the year, and look, it's working out okay. And um, this weekend, where the junior team are playing Wexford and Bun Clody on Just Saturday, going to ask you about that, yeah, yeah. And and we're playing Cork then at two o'clock on Sunday, so there's no fixture clash there. But as the year goes on, we're going to see there's going to be two or three times in the year where where there's going to be fixture clashes, and we have to split the management. And people are saying, oh, it's a, it's a big management team. But on the day of a game where you have the clash, your management team is halved 
and <coughs> that, that's that's the reason for having a, a big crew there as well. But like the most important thing as well with the management team that is in place, they're all in it for the one, the same reason, and that's for the betterment of Clare Camogie. Which is exactly what what you what you'd want to hear. Now yeah. that, that Clare versus Wexford Junior game is a very very important fixture, I think. And I mean, you have already alluded that yourself that you were instrumental in getting all the training together, etc. You know, this is where new players will be discovered. This is where uh, the backup for the senior squad will be. And, and, and in itself, this team is capable of going a long way, Connor. Yeah. And look, there's no better way to start off. You're, to start with the junior campaign, first of all, there's no better way to start off um, going down. Wexford won the Premier Junior last year. So they were above in Co Park in the first game. Uh, all Ireland champions beating Armagh. It's a great stepping stone for us and a marker for us to see exactly where we are in relation to an intermediate team. And likewise, with the senior team, like you're playing Cork, like Cork have been the <coughs> dominant force over the last 10 years. I know Galway have been their, the top team more for the last two or three years. But Cork have been there solid for the last 10. So look, they're going to be two very good battles. And more than likely with the team that takes to the field against Cork on Sunday, you're probably looking at five debutants as well. So look, the future is bright and there's an awful lot of positives to, to look look forward to as well. Exactly, and it's great to hear your enthusiasm as well because <clears throat> I'm sure that'll filter onto the players, which is exactly what you want to do. Now, yeah. of course, uh, part of your your, your issue with, with Cork's game on Sunday is that you're missing probably a few panellists who will be involved in another massive fixture, and that is the Scarafogunla girls playing out of the Bella down in Clonmel on Saturday on, on Sunday at Hapis One. Uh, what are your thoughts on Scarafogunla's chances in that one, Connor? Oh, come here! Look, it's look, isn't it great? First of all, that they're in North Ireland semi-final. Like they're they're sixty minutes away from a big day out <coughs> at Crow Park, which would be absolutely massive for them. Um, look, people keep saying oh, they're good. They're this is their moment. This is their moment, and and rightly so. Like they have nothing to fear going down. Okay, they're up against the reigning North Ireland club champions, but they have such a fight in them, and maybe something that. They can't afford to let let happen on on Sunday. They're a bit slow to start games, and against an opposition like Arlock, they won't be they won't get away with a slow start this time round. So they need to really hit the ground running. Um, I'm hoping, as any proper care proper care supporter would do, that we won't see those, those scarf girls back in with us for another four or five weeks. And I really, really do wish them all the best. <clears throat> There's some flake and hurlers and a well-balanced team. Yeah, and exactly. And, and I mean, we, we all wish them extremely well. As was out here in this part of the country, you know, we're, we're all massive fans of them now. And uh, it's, it's very important for themselves, but also, as you say, it's vital for Clare Camogie that uh, well, they could take well, the real step like because you, it's like, like a bit like Ballygunner last Sunday. It should lift the whole county if they can do if they can get but, to the final but, and do but it. But that's it exactly, Pat. Like, you're, you're looking at their, the Clare Hurling team in the 90s, OK? You'd Wolf Tones, you'd the Bridge, you'd Clare Castle, you'd Bearfield. And the club scene in Clare Hurling was going mighty. It fed into a good inter-county setup, which was going thriving at the time. And hopefully, Clare Camogie Club's doing extremely well, like you're dying to kill them on in the Munster final there a couple of weeks ago as well from last year's competition. Scarif have two Munster titles won in the last three years. <coughs> like, this, this is all good news for Clare Camogie going forward. Good news indeed, and listen, we hope there's more good news at the weekend. Which are two fixtures with Clare versus Wexford in the junior on Saturday, Clare versus Cork in the, in the senior on Sunday, uh, and Scarlet for Gunnelow as well. And Connor, we also hope that you get fit and, and well again as soon as possible, and that uh, you can toggle for the Camogies, but you'll be very important to have on the sideline. They're running up and down and giving the instructions and uh, driving them on. So listen, all that remains for me is to say thank you for joining us. Best of luck with your teams at the weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks, Connor. Thanks very much, sir. Thanks very much. Connor, thanks a million. And once again, thanks to Conor Dolan for taking the time to talk to us. And now we move from the field of play uh, to the uh, off-field play. And we are honoured and delighted to be joined by the president of the Camogie Association here, which was here on Scarlet Bay Community Radio. Uh, this woman was very good to give up her time last summer in Cusick Park when Clare played Westmead in the penultimate, in the final game of the Senior Camogie Championship round games. Uh, it's Hilda Brisnell. Hilda, you're welcome once again. Thanks very much. Thanks very much for having me. It's great to be back on. So it is. 
In the, you know, uh, it seems a long way away. Last summer, when 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 both Clare and Westmead Championship aspirations finished on the day, but uh, you know the, the year comes around quickly. A very successful uh, a championship, a county championship last year went into the club championship, and us here we're here in the Scarif uh, Ogunda side of the uh, of the county. So. Uh, Great excitement here around with uh, with the upcoming All Ireland uh, semi final against Ola Tabella on Sunday, and you know a very successful club championship being run by the Camogie Association, Hilda. Yeah, I think so. We, you know, we had a great inter-county season and you were always a teeny bit nervous that the club was all so equally going to get their fair share in their prominence. And I think they did. Uh, they were well supported, to be fair, all the county championships. Um, so we've, we've really been going for a long time now at this stage. And we're hoping, I suppose, most people are hoping that they see the 6th of March. So that's where they're hoping to be. But um, it's great to have it. And it's, it's great excitement, I have to say. It's been brilliant. The games have been great. And they've been really exciting. And I think by the time we finish it out, we'll have worthy champions in all the grades. And great credit you to the Camogie Association, Hilda, you know, for running such great championships in the difficult times that we had in the last uh, two, two years with the, with the pandemic and great to get competitions to a conclusion. Absolutely. Look, I mean, I think we all knew it was it was going to be difficult. We, in the end, were the only um, ones who ran out the 2021 all the way to the end. We're running the 2022 club championship all the way to the end. And that's down to our volunteers on the ground who've made that possible. It's been challenging. And I think most people will say they're exhausted, to be honest with you. But I think the quality of the games and the players wanted it. So it, it's a fitting end to our championship. We'll move to a split year uh, from now on and we will finish the this year's championship. We're going to finish it in the same year. So this is the last time we'll be back out with club championship in March in some ways. So, you know, it, it's going to be a new a new year, it'll you know, a new horizon for people and it'll be finishing in December. Um, it puts added pressure on, but sometimes it adds to the momentum in fairness as well because teams are in it over Christmas um, and it, it keeps them going I suppose in the long winter nights that they're out training with a purpose Yeah indeed there has been great great excitement and great interest here in, in Scarafa Gunlo as we as they approach their semi-final against the reigning uh, champions in order to bed on Sunday and you know they were training all winter for the, for the Munster Championship and you know were successful in that but looking at the uh, quick look at the semi-finals Hilda and you have Ola de Bella against Scarafa Gunlo and Shock Neil against Sarsfields two very competitive ties coming up yeah, absolutely. And uh, I suppose you're not, you're not going to put me on the spot and declare a winner because I think you did the last time I was on for the <laughs> All-Ireland Championship and I badly picked wrong. So everybody's hoping I'm not going to pick them, I'm sure, to be fair to them. No, I think they're going to be two outstanding matches. Um, with both of them they're you know they're they're very tightly uh, competitive matches you know I saw Scarif Ogunla back against Johnstown Bridge which must be gosh 2016 Correct. at that stage I thought they were in bar I thought they were a lovely team they were narrowly missed out but they were young and I suppose you've watched them come up and um, they've they've moulded into the team that they are now um, they're worthy contenders on Sunday and um, they're up against Owlart I suppose which, you know, they're all Ireland champions and, and they have a long experience in this game, but they were put to the pin of their collar in the Leinster final um, this year. Dixborough, a very young team, probably very similar to Scarif, um, played outstanding in the second half and they really put it up to Owlert. Um, so I think that's going to be a very exciting game. I think what you're going to see is two very different teams um, and that's always excitement because you're going to have a fast-running game um, and equally on the other side, um, you know, you've Aular too. I suppose nobody's going to bet against them either. They're outstanding, skillful players. They have wonderful full forward line. They send in the most beautiful ball into the square. And, you know, you've Ursula Jacob and you've the Lacey sisters. And if they get a sniff of the slitter, it's in the back of the net. So it, it's going to be very hard, to be fair, to both of them. I think it's going to be exciting. Um, conditions this time of the year are always going to be difficult. We hope, I suppose, that this, this storm that's coming might move off quickly so by Sunday we at least might have a bit of a dry day and the girls can get to play it to their, their best of their ability. 
I, I think the other games, Lord Neil and Sarsfield, I mean, we've seen them on numerous occasions against each other. Um, Slot Neil, in my view, were probably very lucky or unlucky to lose out to Owlart in the semi-final. They gave Owlart a start, which Dixborough gave them a start in the Leinster final, and then they came back at them in the second half. Um, if Scarif gave them a start, Owlart will, will wreak havoc. So really, I suppose, for Scarif, they're looking at making sure at half time that it's as tight a game as can be. Um, I thought Slot Neil, I saw them in the Ulster final. I thought they had improved again, to be very fair to them. I thought they were better than I'd seen them in the 2021. Um, Sarsfield probably going into the 2021. People were tipping them to come out as All-Ireland champions. They were the reigning champions. Um, but Owlart and Nolan just didn't let them play and they just played their own game. Um, so I think... It's it's very difficult to call. There's a reason the four teams are left back in it. You know, there's a reason they're all relatively small clubs. They're they're village enough clubs. They're sisters. They're cousins. They're friends. And um, and each of those four teams will go down fighting. So, you know, I think it's probably one of our best competitions. I've always said that the club championship. And um, it's very hard to call. And I'm I'm certainly not calling it at this stage. Well, in fairness, Hilda, over the last couple of minutes, there you've answered about three or four questions we were going to ask in addition about, about all the clubs and brilliantly done so if I may say so as well you're really on top of, 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 of the form of all these teams but speaking of the four clubs you mentioned there the hurl lift in the championship isn't it also marvellous nowadays that uh, there's much more coverage we'll say in the media uh, the games are being streamed or maybe shown on highlights on TV you have the papers covering it better it's on the super you know 42 and the and those um, super media social media things and all that so you know it's, it's wonderful that these players who put in so much into it who, who before mightn't have been getting much uh, publicity now are being recognised across the country uh, on screen and indeed in print uh, for what they're doing and photographs and the whole lot so it's marvellous that the, the club player is being recognised so well yeah, I think so. And, you know, they're household names, to be fair, to these club players. And not just in their own club or their own surrounding communities. They're now household names across the country. And, um, you know, they're in their Munster provinces and then they'll go national. And people see the players and they look up to them, you know. And Scarif have those players just as the other teams have those players. Um, and I think that's that's the beauty of, I suppose, the promotion that Camogie is getting. And, um, you know, we always... I suppose, knew the value of Camogie and we always saw the value of Camogie. But it's wonderful that the younger generation and and it can see it and they can look up to these girls. Um, they're on the television, uh, they're being streamed. Yeah. Um, it's wonderful to say that the finals will be back on RTE the finals before Christmas were on RTE and the streamed games I think by small social media is brilliant because people are watching the clips and, and we've all seen the outstanding clips for some of these being you know the skills <coughs> so it's brought a freshness to the game I think I think the new rules we were maybe a, not nervous but mm. people were questioning how the new rules when they filtered down to the club how they would be played and interpreted I think they've added to the club championship a resounding I, success I think yeah yeah I think no. so you know they're faster so yep yeah, I think it's a win-win really for everybody the, at the moment the clock is slightly again to Silla but one other thing I wanted to ask you while we had you uh, that is uh, Galway recently announced a huge sponsorship deal with a, with a fairly large company and uh, I suppose that's another big big feather in their caps and, and you know it has to happen nowadays in Kawogi the same as all the other uh, GAA sports Um do you think yourself that it's a, it's a template others could follow? Do you think there's enough goodwill out there with the larger companies to put money into Camogie? The fact that you know the product is great, um, and how do you see maybe other counties possibly following on? Or would you support it in in that in that uh, in Galway's uh, sort of uh, way of doing things? Yeah, I think to be fair to Galway, you know they're all Ireland champions, um, and they've put together a, a brilliant product. Um, and a, a, a company has come in, and a very good company with a five-year deal, and they've given them a structure and a professional steps uh, set up. That's wonderful for the game, and really, other counties are only going to um, achieve something off the back of this because the more coverage they get is what sponsors look at. So the more times you're on TV, the more times you're on social media, you're on local community. Um, people see that and they invest in it. So I think the overall promotion of Camogie helps with the counties. But if I look around the counties now, 
most most counties and most clubs have a very professional setup, and how they deal with their media and how they deal with their sponsors have moved very professionally. And um, we probably, in my view, have one of the best products and we've one of the best untapped markets in some ways. Um, and it's just about getting the message out there to sponsors that this is something that is very lucrative for you to invest in because the rewards back are very lucrative. It's no longer us begging for sponsorship and saying, well, do it because, you know, maybe there's some tie or there's some reason. People are investing in Camogie because they see the value of the product. Um, and to me, that's wonderful. And that's where we need to keep going. It's, it's about the value of the product because it's worth investing in. Um, and I think we'll see a couple more deals, I suppose, a couple more sponsorships come online. Um, I know Claire Camogie had a great sponsorship last year with the electronics. And I know there's other ones around. Um, and I think as we see more and more of them, um, people are starting to recognize the value of women's sport and in particular, the value of Camogie, I suppose. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Hilda. And looking to the year ahead, Hilda, as you said, you know, the, it, it's a tremendous product and, as you said, an untapped product. And what is in the minds of the Camogie Association to further this product even further in the coming 12 months? Yeah, look, um, I, from our perspective, um, I mean, it, it's out there. We, we've signed a deal in terms of commercially that the GA commercial department will represent us for a fee, and that's a fee-based. And they're going to, we feel that they're going to promote the, the camogie and step it up to a level that maybe we weren't able to do in-house to the same level. It's it's a natural alliance to us. They have the, the expertise, and they also have the drive to do it. So we think that will push the product. We're very confident shortly we'll be announcing um, television rights. Um, we'll have increased coverage of the game. We'll have increased access to Crow Park. So all of those sort of double headers and the prominence of the game at a national level filters all the way down. And I suppose to be very fair, I'm talking to you um, and Claire, and I know in fairness it's on the same day, but Claire playing in Cusack Park on Sunday. The last time we spoke, Claire also played in Cusack Park. So it's about pushing that through the game um, and giving all of the counties a prominence. We can do it at a national level, but we've got to ensure that that filters right the way down to the clubs, to the provinces and um, to the counties. Um, I hope... By the time we finish the year out, people will be nearly saying every time I turn the television on, I'm looking at Camogie or every time I go on YouTube or every time I go on social media, I'm nearly fed up looking at Camogie. Um, that's, that's the aim we're looking for. Um, and I think, you know, it won't happen overnight, but we're fairly confident that this year we're going to roll out um, an increased coverage and an increased marketing around the game um, with the view that just down. The the wonderful thing I suppose people always say is it it's the absolute truth. If somebody can't see it, then they don't see it. And if you've got a young player in a club and they can't see Camogie on the national platform, then they don't see a future for you. <clears throat> for them maybe and the likes of their club in a senior All-Ireland semi-final you know you're probably down now in the primary schools and they're doing the bunting and they're making the flags and they want to be those girls in 15 times on that or 15 years on the pitch they want to be the ones competing at the same way they're watching the Daily Sisters or Maraid or anyone else so that gives them a focus what we need to do is ensure that that focus is pushed and moved forward at a national level um, and hopefully then it will start to become the norm for everybody. Yeah, and, and Hilda, there's one one question that I have to ask, and it's probably a rather difficult one, but unfortunately on Sunday with Scarfa Gunnlaw playing the All-Ireland semi-final, it's clashing with uh, Clare uh, opening round of the league game against Cork. Um, I suppose they're, yeah. they're uh, I suppose circumstances that you'd hope to avoid much uh, more in the future. Yeah, and look, one of the reasons it's clashing is because it's the dual player. So one of the reasons is Cork ladies football are on on Saturday, and that would have been something we had agreed quite a long time ago that we would cooperate for the dual player. And and, and we recognise the dual player, and where possible we try and cooperate. It It is unfortunate, it absolutely is unfortunate, and you would hope to be able to avoid those things. But when we've got two players on, on multiple teams, um, we're trying to work together. And I suppose equally, if we went up against 
the dual player people would be saying that's very unfair and I suppose in some ways, you know, it, it it's very difficult, but it's also that there's two top camogie games out there and it's very difficult when we're asking people to choose which to attend. It's not a situation that we particularly like or, or we look for, but there there is dual players and I suppose that's the that's the reason for this weekend. Oh yeah, they have um, to be looked they have to be looked after also, there's no doubt about that. They do, you know, and I suppose it that that's a long term thing that we're part of, you know, that that's something that doesn't just one match here or one match there. Their decisions we'll have we'll have spoken to ladies football a couple of months about go about. Um, we're absolutely under pressure for pitches and there's no point me denying that. I think GA clubs are under pressure for pitches. I'm watching counties pitches as it is closing. Um, so even the access to the facilities can become very difficult at this time of the year. I hope when we're all in the one season, I suppose, and it's in the one calendar year, that those things will be a little bit easier to manage. They're rare, but we would hope they would be a little bit easier to manage in a, in a calendar. But the, the calendar, to be honest, is so congested at the moment um, that it, it just, there's maybe decisions that we wouldn't like to make end up having to be made. And unfortunately... This is the outcome um, that the two matches are on at the same time. And it, it, it's not good. And there's no point in me pretending it is. But the dual player also needs to be recognised as well. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I concur with that. And as you said, as going forward with the, with the season, with the split season, it should cut out, eradicate an awful lot of these um, decisions uh, upcoming anyway. Hilda Breslin, it's very good of you to give of your honest views here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. You're very good to talk to us. We we wish you all the very best for a successful uh, camogie season in the league and the championship. And maybe hopefully after Sunday, we'll be talking to you about Scarif Gogunda's participation in the first All-Ireland Senior Club camogie final. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That would be a wonderful conversation. So it will. And look, I'd say best of luck to both teams. Um, whoever comes out on top will be worthy winners on Sunday evening. I, I definitely think that. So best of luck, though, in fairness. And, and again, thank you for all the coverage and the support you give Camogie. We, we greatly appreciate it. You're more than welcome, Hilda. It's very good to take the time to talk to us and we wish you all the very best. Good morning, Mahal. Good morning, Thanks very much. And once again, thanks to the president of Camogie Station, uh, Camogie Station, Hilda Breslin, for taking the time to talk to us. Pat, we've heard all the views uh, about all the, the Camogie match. You know the players, and you know different man- manager, man- Claire Camogie manager, and the president. Pat, at the end of the day, it's a massive occasion for Scarafogundlo. Can they overcome the challenge of Ura Tabella and appear in their first senior uh, club uh, Camogie final? Well, the short answer, I suppose, is that they can. I think, Leo, um, you know. Bella obviously, are, you know where you stand with them. Massive experience, physically strong, driving that Kyogel from the middle, driving through the middle, and he have chances of goals inside. They'll flick him off the ground, they'll show people out of the way. Uh, the Laces and Rosler Jacob, etc. Powerful experience and all of that kind of thing. And we know that they're fighters, and we know, you know, and we know they're not all slow either. They have some pace in the team. But um, also, we know Scarafagunlo genuinely missing Kira at centre back there. Uh, a brilliant player to read the game a brilliant player to mark and a brilliant player to, 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 to deliver a ball up to the forwards missing now through injury unfortunate for her especially and for the team but having said all that I genuinely believe Scarlett are, are going to win it first of all I love the attitude of the players and the management it, there's a confidence without being cocky there's, an, there's the self-assuredness about them and there's the willingness to fight to the very 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 end secondly I think uh, I can see Scarlett uh, there's pace all over the field I can see an awful lot of players carrying ball. First of all, working really hard in the middle third to stop the supply going in, and I think uh, I can see a lot of ball being carried by you know by the dailies, by by maybe Leisha Donald, by whoever whoever is in there um, getting the ball in. I can see Amy Barrett, you know, having this fantastic year. Uh, digging in the middle of the field and, and, and just getting in those tackles and winning those hard balls to supply the forwards. You know, Moray, Scanlon, Evans, Alvin Side and the rest of them are capable of scoring. Ashley Corbett on the freeze, again, it's, this could be a major part with the bad weather all the week. The pitch could be softish. This this game could be won by, you know, 12, maybe 10 points to 8. And uh, it could be 7 or 8 freeze. That's genuinely how the conditions could be. Now, I could be very wrong, but that's how I, f- I figured it would be. So having a great free taker, a solid goalkeeper, as we know, a team that will fight to the very end and a bit of pace, 
maybe even the pace could be very important in getting back hooking and blocking uh, Wexford people looking dangerous you know I think that pace and that liveliness Scarif are going to have will just maybe see, see them through on the day Yeah and look it's a marvellous occasion and we wish all involved with Scarif are players, manager and the club and, and supporters have a great uh, day, day out in Clanmill on Sunday and ho- all going well Looking forward to going back up the, the motorway uh, towards, towards Dublin in a couple of week, a few weeks' time for an All-Ireland club final. Would be something, yeah. Pat, last weekend, Clare Hurling, not the result they wanted against uh, Wexford. You know, it is a team in transition. Brian Lohan is trying out lots of players. Uh, plenty of positives out this side. The players out this side going well. Donlan, Petty Donlan from Bradford going well. Mark Rogers going well. Uh, Patrick Crotty going well. You know, he's Clare flying the flag, Pat. Absolutely, and, and before we talk about Clare, it's so important to notice that the local, the local lads, especially Scarlet Club uh, <coughs> lads, as you said, Mark, who we've been expecting to make the breakthrough for the last couple of years, and he's making it. But Patrick Crotty has been a revelation. Such a young fellow, so strong, so strong on the ball, so accurate as well, and uh, and so confident. Fantastic to see it. What an asset to Scarlet the, the forward line going to be during the summer. He's going to be with with, with the other lads with them as well. So. Um, Tibet transition, as you say, uh, a lot of rustiness, a lot of aimless shooting, uh, a softness in defence. I think that has to be addressed. Uh, the first goal, I thought. I thought um, Paul Flanagan, who had a decent game overall, I thought he was brushed aside way too easily by, <coughs> by excuse me, Rory O'Connor. by Rory O'Connor, um, and I thought likewise a mistake for the second goal. So you know there was two the, the, the two weeks for goals. Well, you could say they were, they were avoidable. They were very, very avoidable. avoidable. Uh, Fanning made a couple of great saves, as did Aver, in fairness. Aver made one great save as well. Um, but a few positives. John Collin back was good to see. Uh, I thought John should have passed the ball for Meehan's goal. Uh, he got two chances to shoot, shot. The second one should have been a hand pass and, and, and buried by Meehan. Lucky it broke to him and he finished it with class. I think, you know, we know the players that are missing. Not so sure about Shane O'Donnell being back training it, and that's a worry because he should be back by now. He'd be hoping. Now I know he has said he wasn't worried about the league, but and maybe he's a guy that can train quickly for the championship. Uh, Tony Kelly, there's good news about him during the week as well. I think he's back at hurling training now as well, which is fantastic. He does a video of him doing a run and a few runs up, shuttle runs up and on the sideline there, loosening out his ankle before the game. So all in all, an awful lot to work on. Players to come back will strengthen it. Some new players showing good signs. Um, I don't know how seriously Brian is taking results in the league maybe he's just trying various things out uh, and he and his backroom team uh, you want results if you can to build confidence but we, we can only judge this team on the championship matches in April and May that's when the judgments can be made for the moment there's plenty to work on and uh, we hope there will be a victory uh, coming once in the next game or two just to get confidence going yeah, as you say Pat lots done plenty to do and, exactly. and, and, and you know we wish him all the very best to do <coughs> and thanks for that Pat and that concludes our sports and so here today on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with their credit union on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM my thanks to all our guests to Martin McNamara Rachel Daly Alva Rogers <coughs> Rachel Minogue Conor Dolan and the President of the Camogie Association, uh, Hilda Breslin. My thanks also to Jim Collins in the Control Tower. He kept the show running, running for us here. Without him, we would be lost. And thanks very much to you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. And all that remains is for me is to wish, the, once again, the Scarfogun Camogies all the best in the All-Ireland semi-final tomorrow. Wish all the supporters uh, safe travelling uh, to and from the game and hopefully looking forward to Crow Park in a number of weeks' time. So from me, Leo Dial. For Scarab Bay Community Radio and Associated Tech Credit Union, until we meet again, Benoct Day, August Lawn.